and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends. Lately, I've had cording come up a ton in the healing work I've been doing, and just in general conversation too, so I thought it might be a good time to have a chat with you here about what I've learned about cords and share some tools for cutting them. If you've heard me blab on about this before, forgive the repetition. Cord cutting is one of my favorite psychic hygiene topics, and I think we can all use the reminder from time to time, no matter how deeply established our spiritual practice is. I also talk incessantly about this because it really transformed my relationships with other people for the better. And this practice was pretty key in finally being able to look at some of the codependent patterns that were pretty deeply ingrained in my systems, begin to root them out and start to heal them. Another thing that has fundamentally changed for the better how I relate to others. So first I'll share my understanding of chords. Chords are established when there is an imbalanced exchange of energy between two or more beings. Through these chords, life force is exchanged in ways that is negative, and because of this, when we have chords, our life force can become drained really easily, and we can end up exhausted and burnt out. There are positive ways to connect with other beings, and it's important to be mindful that chords are not the same as connections. When we choose to cut chords, We're not cutting the connections that are formed in light and love that we share with others. We're just correcting negative and out-of-balance exchanges of energy. I found there are times when we can all feel really reluctant to cut cords, fearing it will damage the relationships we share with others. But let me assure you, it will only repair those relationships, and if they're meant to continue, they will. Looking at this reluctance can be a really important experience too. Asking within, why do I feel reluctant? What am I afraid of? What do I fear losing? Can reveal a lot about what is out of balance within us and what is out of balance in the relationship that we're seeking to heal. And it's my opinion that awareness is the beginning of all healing. Becoming aware begins to shift energies and that shifting allows us to shine light into those painful and unhealed places. My first experience with cord cutting is one of my favorite examples because it was one of the hardest relationships of my life and one from which I experienced some of my greatest healing. My dad was a whole lot and very little of it was positive. I first became aware of cords because it was pointed out to me by a psychic friend that there were a bunch of them running between myself and my dad and that it was very important that these be cut and cleared. My dad was difficult, and my relationship with him was difficult. By my late 20s, when I first learned about these cords, things were very tense between us. Our parents can be such important teachers, both in who we want to be and also who we don't. And the lessons we learn from them can be some of the most heart-wrenching of our lives. So, I began cutting cords, and I made a regular practice of it. I asked Archangel Michael for help in this work, being aware of his sword of light and how effective it would be. I started out visualizing the cords and simply seeing him cutting them, but as time went on, it became more like surgery. Michael's sword was replaced with fine laparoscopic tools of light, and the influences and effects of these cords over my whole lifetime were carved away from my insides with laser precision. This process didn't change my dad, and that's something I learned to be mindful of. 
We can't cut cords hoping it will produce an effect or change the other person. We can only do it with the intention of healing ourselves, changing ourselves. And this process of cutting cords with my father did change me. I was still aggravated and aggrieved sometimes, but I was able to let things go more quickly. I was less often pulled out of my own center, and I felt like my responses to him became more in keeping with my own truths, not reactions to his influence. Another thing I learned about cord cutting is that we must always remember to fill the places and spaces that held those cords back in with healing light. Nature abhors a vacuum and all of that, so leaving those spaces empty and untended is like inviting influences that are not of light to move into those newly created spaces and take up residence. There are a ton of reasons why cords form and why we're open to them forming, and those reasons span the dimensions. Our own traumas, how we were raised, our insecurities, our personalities, our karmas, what our souls are hoping to learn, it all factors into the makeup of our energy systems and creates imbalances that need to be healed. Within those imbalances are our receptors for cords. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that it took me years to cut cords with my father. There were so many, and my receptors were buried in my emotional body, my DNA, my karmas with him, and my own imbalanced and misconstrued sense of self, as well as many, many other places and spaces. When I've looked at this and asked for guidance about this, the light has shown me why it takes so long sometimes. Each time we cut cords and fill those places and spaces back in with light, we're healing some of those receptors. So there are less places for these cords to hook in each and every time we do the practice. But they don't all heal at once. It takes time and transmutation to completely clear ourselves of all these places where the cords connect. So cord cutting isn't a one-time thing. It's a regular practice that must be repeated over and over and over again. But each time is a healing, and each time changes something within. The end of the story with my dad couldn't have happened if I hadn't done this work for years before. In the summer of 2016, he went into the hospital. I showed up, found out he was really quite ill, and spent the next two months helping him die. I was able to show him the unconditional love I did and still do feel for him, and find expression for those remnants of feelings of a child who didn't know any better yet, too. And we healed the rest of what remained between us. When he left, the work was done, and there was a vastness of light within me where lifetimes of trauma had once been. Because of all the work I'd done cutting cords and healing my own side of that relationship, I didn't feel responsible for him or that it was my duty to be with him when he died. I didn't do it from any misguided feelings that I owed him anything either, because I didn't. I wasn't even entirely aware of this at the time, but I've realized since that I did it because, deep down, I knew it was the end of our story together, and it was a way to finally heal everything that needed to be healed. It was an honor to be there for him, actually, and I feel like it also honored all of the lessons I learned from him, no matter how hard they might have been. But this story with my dad is our story, and I always try to be clear when I tell it that each of us has our own story with those people who created us, for better and especially for worse. Sometimes the way we honor our own healing is by not being there, not subjecting ourselves, pulling back and keeping ourselves safe. 
I definitely had moments with my dad where that was necessary along the way too. Cutting cords didn't make it so I could be who my dad needed me to be. It made it so that I could be who I needed to be and assess what I was meant to do next from there, free of those imbalances. I've also found that it isn't just the negative relationships in our life that can benefit from cord cutting. Being more aware of my energy systems is such an important part of my own self-care, and cord cutting is just one of the ways I ensure that my own system is intact and my my field is clear of energies that aren't mine. There's nothing wrong or selfish about that, but old people-pleasing tendencies and codependent patterns can lead us to believe that it is. When those feelings come up, it's especially important to pay attention to where they're coming from and why they're happening, and then use the tools we've learned to resolve those inner conflicts. This was one of the biggest things I learned in therapy. Cord cutting can be a way of maintaining our positive connections too. When we clear away these imbalanced flows of life force, the flow of healing light and love increases. The light is saying it's because there's less in the way if our energy systems aren't junked up with cords. One other aspect where cord cutting comes into play is when we're doing a healing work. I think that most people who are energetically sensitive are doing works of healing all the time, just in their interactions with others. I know that long before I ever became aware of what I was doing, I was helping. And it was in becoming more aware that I was able to amplify the ways that I help. A huge part of my healing work is to merge my energy field with other people's energy fields and use my field to help them process, transmute, and heal old stuck energies. This is a beautiful and light-filled process, but it would be impossible and irresponsible actually to stay merged with all those other fields all the time. So cord cutting comes into play each and every time I work with someone in a healing way. Sometimes this isn't even a formal healing thing, and maybe you guys have found this too. I have times when I'm talking to a stranger and it becomes clear our fields are merging so that mine can help them with something they're working on. Usually these are times where suddenly people are telling me their truths, and I think sometimes even they're surprised by the depths they're delving into with someone they don't even know. These conversations in particular taught me a lot about the need to cut cords, because I'd leave them exhausted and a bit jittery, feeling my cells bouncing around in my body like water molecules just on the cusp of boiling. This is my sign that it's time to cut cords and unmerge our fields. So here's how I do it. I don't just leave the person high and dry, especially if we've been engaged in a healing flow together. I ask Archangel Michael first to surround them in a perfect blessing and a perfect healing, and then I ask him to cut any and all cords on every level, dimension, plane, existence, in all lifetimes and all timelines. And of course, filling back in with light. For this, I ask Archangels Gabriel, Uriel, and Raphael to fill in any and all places and spaces that held those cords. And again, on every level, dimension, plane, existence, and all lifetimes and all timelines with golden white and rose-colored light. And then I repeat as necessary. One other aspect came up just today. (laughs) We need to be aware when we're the ones sending out the cords too. Just today, I was doing a healing session for our dog, Ginger, and came across a cord that needed to be cut and released. I discovered that the cord came from me. So it was a good reminder that I can always become more aware of my energies and how they're interacting with others. I never meant to put a cord out to her, but I had. So I will be more aware of this going forward and be sure the cords I've established are cut as well. 
I encourage you all to try this with your relationships, even the positive ones. After having a chat or interacting with others, practice cord cutting and see what happens. For me, I've found that I have more to give those relationships, not less. And when we meet up and share space, it's in the highest and most healing ways possible. Friends, thank you so much for joining me in the garden today. I hope that this week is peaceful and that you find moments of balance within. If you enjoyed this episode, I wonder if you would please consider liking it or sharing it with others and maybe even leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. And the comment section is always open now. Our new home on Substack allows us to keep the conversation going through comments on individual episodes or general discussions in chat, which is like a lovely group message board. Feel free to pop on over and start a thread if there's anything you want to chat about. And if you'd like to spend more time in the garden, you can also sign on as a paid subscriber and for a very small fee have access to our monthly garden parties on Zoom. It's a nice chance to gather, hold space, and support each other. Or if you're seeking a bit of one-on-one guidance and need some clarity on the questions that are in your heart and on your mind, my schedule is open for private readings. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and I hope this finds you well and thriving. I'll chat with you again next week.